0: Mm-hmm. <music>
1: You for a few minutes, from the subject Epiphany, bringing things into focus. Epiphany, bringing things into focus. Tomorrow is Epiphany, it is the celebration of God's self revelation as incarnate in the person of Jesus. Epiphany follows Advent, God's drawing near to us, and Christmas Tide, the jubilation that accompanies Messiah's birth. Scripturally, the passage that is usually tied to Epiphany is the visit of the Persian wise men to the place where Jesus was to worship him, and to offer gifts to him. Their doing so symbolizes the acknowledgement of all humanity, not just Jews, but Gentiles as well, that Jesus was God in the flesh. But beyond that specific text, Epiphany is the celebration of those things that cause us to see Jesus as God revealing his love toward us. In that regard, there are numerous passages in the gospel accounts that convey God's incarnation. But the one that we wish to focus on in this worship surrounds the baptism of Jesus. There is an epiphany associated with this baptismal event. The baptism of Jesus brings everything else into sharp focus. Matthew says that Jesus' cousin, John, had been baptizing around the Jordan River calling men and women to repentance because God's kingdom was imminent. Now, John had his own story to tell. He had his own testimony that was both powerful and compelling. John was born to Zechariah and Elizabeth, when they were both well past the age of parenting. But John wasn't interested in telling his story. He was called to tell the story. John knew his purpose and his calling to prepare the way for the coming of the Savior. My brothers and sisters, as we move into 2020, it's important that we remember our purpose and our calling. As the body of Christ, our purpose is to tell the story. Now, I know we all have our own story, but our story is only important as it gives us the opportunity to tell the story. You see, it's the story that changes people's lives. The story lifts up bowed-down heads and binds up broken hearts. The story heals our wounds and makes us whole. Too often, we get caught up in our story and forget to tell the story. But just like John, we have been called, we have been sent, we are to be voices crying in the spiritual wilderness, calling men, women, boys, and girls to prepare the way of the Lord. John was preaching repentance and baptizing those who would receive his message. And in the midst of his revival, Matthew says Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Now, it's important that you see in the text that it says, then Jesus came. Because then refers to an epiphany moment. Then refers to a specific point in time when Jesus made this appearance. From the age of 12 to 30, there are 18 silent years where we know nothing about Jesus except he increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. But then means that the time had come for Jesus to begin his ministry. The time had come for Jesus to fulfill the statement he had made to his mother Mary 18 years earlier. I must be about the father's business. Then means that the king was leaving seclusion and obscurity to manifest himself to humanity. My brothers and sisters, in the life of every Christian, there needs to be an epiphany. There needs to be a then moment. There needs to be a time when we come out of seclusion and obscurity and manifest Christ to the world. There needs to be a time when we decide that we must be about the Father's business. I come to remind you that we have not been called to be silent. We have not been called to simply be spectators of life as it passes by. We have been called to epiphany. In times like these, the world needs a church that will embrace the mission of Christ to call people out of darkness to the marvelous light. Why? Did Jesus want to be baptized? Typically, baptism is about confessing sin. Baptism was an outward sign of inward repentance, but Jesus was sinless. He had no sin for which to repent or confess. Yet he was compelled to come to John and be baptized. The implication of the scripture is that his coming even caught John off guard. For when he came, John tried to prevent him. The grammar that Matthew uses is an imperfect tense suggesting that John continued to try to prevent Jesus from being baptized. In other words, as John saw Jesus on the shore, he tried to wave him off. As Jesus waded out into the water, perhaps John tried to physically push Jesus away. Maybe John retreated from Jesus or tried to leave the river himself. But it's obvious that he didn't feel worthy to baptize Jesus. He says, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you're coming to me. Church, are you blocking your epiphany? Are you trying to prevent Jesus from coming into your life? Perhaps you've heard his gospel and you've seen him hovering around the perimeter of your life and you've tried to wave him off. Perhaps you felt Jesus moving on the altar of your heart and you've tried to push him away. Maybe you've backed away from Jesus because you don't feel you're worthy of him. But when Jesus comes to you, you need to have your epiphany. You need to invite him into your life. Jesus came to John to submit to baptism. And the purpose of the baptism was so that those present could share in epiphany. Jesus told John, I know this seems strange to you, but trust me, I have a reason for doing this. Every now and then, God leads us into circumstances that seem strange to us. Every now and then, God directs us into something that we don't understand. But when those times come, we have to remember that God always has a reason. We don't have to understand. We don't have to see. And God ain't going to explain it to us all the time. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so to be a part of God's ministry, we have to learn how to trust and obey. Jesus tells John, we need to do this so that God's work of putting things right can come into focus. And then after John baptized Jesus, Matthew says that the Spirit of God descended on him as he came out of the water. And a voice from heaven spoke a word of epiphany for all who were present. This is my son, chosen and marked by my love, delight of my life. Church, on this eve of epiphany, we see in this text, God revealing some important things to us. First, it marked God's personification. The first thing God says is, this is my son. But the supreme element in Jesus' baptism was not his identifying with the Father, but him identifying with us. Jesus is God personified so that he who was sinless could account for us, the sinner. Isaiah prophesied 700 years before he was born that he would be numbered with the transgressors. Here in his baptism, we see the king identifying himself with the people over whom he is to reign. In their deepest need, Jesus identifies with them. And epiphany means that because he became one of us, He understands us. Church, I'm glad that Jesus identifies with me. I'm glad that he feels my hurt and he knows my sorrow. As I go through trials and tribulations on this mortal plane of existence, often I feel like I'm all by myself. But when I think about Jesus and all he's done for me, I know that I serve a God who's not just above me, but I serve a God who identifies with me. Then this baptism was Epiphany because it marked his election. God not only identifies Jesus as his son, but he says of Jesus that he's marked by his love. It reminds us that Jesus is God's elect. Jesus is God's chosen to bear God's love. He loved us so much that he submitted himself for us. Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He who was God in the flesh, made himself nothing and took on the very nature of a servant. He humbled himself and became obedient even to death on a cross. And because he submitted himself for us, We're called to submit ourselves to him. For Paul says, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. At the name of Jesus, every tongue must confess that Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. And this epiphany reminds us that Jesus is God's elect to be the bearer of God's love and providential care. Yes. Well, finally, Epiphany is an illustration for us, it serves as a prophetic picture of Jesus' death. Burial and resurrection. Yeah. Jesus said in Luke 12 and 50, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Yeah. Baptism beautifully sets forth Jesus' immersion in our suffering and in our salvation. Late one Thursday evening, he was immersed in suffering. They beat him all night long. He was immersed in humiliation. They carried him from one judgment hall to another. He was immersed in isolation. Those who had been with him left him all by himself. He was immersed in rejection. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. He was immersed in ridicule. They laughed at him. And said he saved others, but he can't save himself. He was immersed in agony. For early Friday morning, they put nails in his hands and in his feet. Early Friday morning, they hung him high and stretched him wide early Friday morning they pressed a crown of thorns into his brow. After six hours he died and was buried in a borrowed tomb. But just like he came up out of the water early Sunday morning he came up out of the grave and I heard him say all power is in my hands. I don't know about you but I'm glad for the epiphany of baptism. Jesus told John go on and do this because this is an illustration of what is to come i'm going down in humiliation but i'm coming up in victory i'm going down in suffering but i'm coming up in power i'm going down in submission but i'm coming up in triumph uh, we need uh, to do this john uh, so that everybody will understand uh, and have uh, an epiphany moment epiphany reminds me uh, that you can be down uh, but that doesn't mean
0: you're out uh, Epiphany reminds me uh, that you can be hurt, uh, but there's someone who can heal you. Epiphany reminds us uh, that you can cry, but there is somebody uh, who can wipe every tear from your eyes. Do you know that you've seen Jesus? Do you know that he walks with you? Do you know that he talks with you? Do you know that he feels your cares? He's able, 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 able to make everything all right. I don't know how you feel about it, but I've seen him for myself. I've seen him, seen him, seen him, seen him, seen him, seen him heard him, felt him, wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus Jesus! 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 Yeah! 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 yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: We got some stuff to deal with in 2020. Some of it you brought with you from 19. But you got some new stuff out there that you got to deal with. I just want to let you know that if you've seen
0: Jesus, he's able, 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 able to carry your load.
1: Choir's gonna sing a hymn.